Welcome to Body Sculpt of New York Six Weeks to Fitness podcast, where we hope to inform, motivate, encourage, and inspire you towards living a healthier lifestyle. And now, here's your host, the president of Body Sculpt of New York, Vince Ferguson. Hi, I'm Vince Ferguson. Welcome to Six Weeks to Fitness, episode 122. Thank you so much for tuning in. Paris Garcia is a superstar on her way to an Olympic medal. Paris runs for the Puerto Rican Athletics National Team and graduated with honors with a bachelor's in psychology and a master's in special education from St. John's University. Paris is also the brand ambassador for Iron Performance Care and is the creator of a fitness and nutrition blog called Fit Curls. And here today to talk about her blossoming career as a track and field star is Paris Garcia. Paris, how are you? I'm good, Vince. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah, and thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. <laughs> oh, but, but before we discuss your track and field career, let's talk a little bit about you, okay? Okay. So where did you grow up, and what was your childhood like? Uh, so I grew up in Staten Island, New York. Uh, my childhood was a good childhood. I have uh, three younger sisters, so it was just growing up and, like, taking care of them and, like, playing together, really. Um, we, we like, my parents, we, like, moved a little bit when I was younger, but, like, in the same community. So um, I had a good childhood, really. My parents were really, like, supportive uh, they encouraged us to do, like, academics was, like, number one for them. So they always had us, like, spending time, like, reading. We had to, like, spend time doing our homework. Um, and they would, like, check it after. So that was always important. And then uh, sports and athletics or different activities was always second to that. But they always encouraged us and supported us uh, when we would have different activities and do different sports as well. Excellent. Now, what area, what part of Staten Island? Because I'm very familiar with Staten Island. What part did you grow up in? Okay, I grew up um, in like the, it's near Silver Lake, the Silver Lake Park area. Yes. Uh, yeah, I think that, I'm not sure what town that is exactly, but it's like by far stepping off Silver Lake. Yeah, that's a very nice area. Are, you, are your parents still there? Yeah, they are, yeah. Okay, great. I actually still live with them there too. Ah, very nice. That's, mm-hmm. oh, okay, that's, all, that's really awesome. Now, because I know mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're what, 22 years old right now, correct? I'm 23. 23. All right. So you're very young and you're doing a lot of things. So that's what I want to talk mm-hmm. about today. Now, where did, okay. you, where did you get your love for track and field? Um, so I grew up running track and field. I did other sports when I was younger as well. But I think, um, I don't know, it was something I always kind of loved. I'm a very like, competitive and athletic person. So I guess kind of around when I started becoming good at the sport, that's when my love developed more. Like, when I saw my potential. Huh. Did you have role models introduce you to the sport? Um, so this, this question always comes up when I'm at, like, when I do different interviews and stuff and I never really had like a track and field icon role model. Like I wasn't like somebody that like knew about other athletes in the sport or knew about top athletes in the sport growing. That's growing up. Um, it was more when I became like competitive and when I got into the collegiate and professional um, areas of track and field that's when I kind of having people that inspired me so growing up it was more just like my parents and family motivating me both my parents ran track in college so like 
growing up, that was kind of like the motiva- motivating factor for me and what inspired me because they did it. So it was like, okay, you should work towards getting a scholarship to run in college as well. Hmm. Okay, that sounds really good. Now, so you said mm-hmm. that you were actually exposed to other activities besides track and field, but track and field, mm-hmm. but track and field is what really jumped out, jumped off at you. Yes, yeah. So um, to explain a little more about that, uh, like my parents, even though they both did track and field, they never like were like you have to do this. They like allowed us to do other sports. So growing up, I did um, basketball, I did dance, we used to do tennis, like a little bit, like, but, um, I really liked basketball a lot. Um, that was like kind of, it was that in track that I like mainly had my focus on. Uh, but I was just better at track. And I remember one day my dad was, I told my dad I wanted to play basketball in high school. And he was like, yeah, he was like, well, if you want to play basketball, I need to see you practicing in the backyard every day. Like, you need to dedicate your time to it if you're, if that's what you want to do because your natural abilities are more in track. So, and he just made, like, everything was always like, you need to work really hard if that's what you want to do, not that you can't do it. So then once he said that, I was like, okay, I'll just stick with track because I knew I wasn't going to be outside practice dribbling and stuff. Wow. Okay. And you yeah. actually ran for um, St. John's University as well. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. And you, and you received mm-hmm. your bachelor's and you have honors uh, from St. John's. How important, yeah. how important is education to you? Uh, to me, it's very important. Um, I know when I have my family, it's something that I would encourage as well. When I know, when I meet younger people, I'm always like, okay, make sure you stay focused in school. Like, do your work, put that first. Because I feel like um, at this point where we are in today's society, like education is um, the main way for advancement. I feel like athletics helps and gives people opportunities to uh, pursue a greater education. So um, to me, it's just very, it's, it's always been something that's important. I know that's been instilled from my parents. Um, but yeah, I always made sure that my schoolwork was like first. It was, um, there was a couple of times in college where I had to like, okay, make a decision to format my academics around athletics when I became better at track and field. But, um, but I was able to make that choice because I already put in the work with my academics. Hmm. Wow. So you said you were able to put in the work and that is so key today, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Do you speak to other young, uh, young people about the importance of education and also, you know, taking care of your, your health as well? Do you spend some time talking to young people about that? Um, so I don't actually, I don't have many opportunities to do so, but whenever I do, I take advantage of it. Nice. So for example, yeah, when I go to like different track meets and there's like, let's say like younger girls in my race or in like the next race after me, if when I'm done, I'll be like, good job. And then I'll kind of get into conversations about them. Where do you run? You know, and just and at that point, I'll encourage them to make sure they continue to work hard in the sport and work hard at whatever, like if they're freshmen at universities or if they're looking to go to universities, that's when I'll have opportunities to encourage. Um, outside of that, I also work in school sometimes. So that's also another opportunity for me to talk to the kids about the importance of working hard and their academics. Um, Outside of that, I would like to get more involved in talking to young kids. It's kind of, I just don't really know how to go about that or what opportunities, but it's definitely something that I would want to do. Well, well, I can, I can see that opening up for you, you know, because it's so important for young kids to have role models, as you know, right? Yeah, definitely. And especially role models who can, who look like them. I think it's so key, yeah. right? That's so important. Yeah. So I really, yeah, want, absolutely. I really want you, because you seem like such a, um, a giving person 
and that you yeah. would like to do stuff like that. And speaking of that, I understand you actually did some work in Puerto Rico after the, hur the, the devastating impact of the hurricane. Talk about yeah. that. So uh, once I heard about uh, what happened, I remember I was like really like shook about it because I have a lot of uh, friends and a couple of family members and friends and family members of friends that were in Puerto Rico. So it was something that was like I, I couldn't even believe. Um, so I remember being like shook for like a couple of days and then I realized like, oh, wait, I could do something about this. So I just talked to my parents about it, talked to my, my sisters about it, and then um, decided to have a uh, Fun, uh, like a fundraiser to uh, collect products and different um, items from people in the community, people that I knew, uh, to bring down to Puerto Rico. So originally, I didn't know how I was going to get it down there. Uh, what I talked about with my parents was, if anything, I would fly down there and bring it myself. But we started getting a lot of stuff. And like the price, when we looked at prices for me to get down to Puerto Rico, it was like, like over the top, like unbelievable prices because of how um, bad the the Puerto Rico was, how, how bad the condition was. So um, as I was still collecting, I got in, I reached out to different things. I remember the mayor was doing um, drop-offs, but what I ended up doing was I got in touch with the church in um, the city, and they were actually, it was so funny, because right when I got in contact with them, they told me that they just recently had someone who worked for JetBlue that was sending a plane down there. So it was perfect. So I just brought all the stuff that we collected. It was it was really great. It was about like a big van, a big van full of items, and we dropped it off at the church, um, communed with them a little bit, and then they uh, showed me like all the other stuff that was brought that was going to be brought to Puerto Rico. And it was good that I d I'm happy I did it through the church because they brought it directly to a church there, and it was distributed to different churches throughout Puerto Rico, and then people could come get the goods and items from churches. So as opposed to the government holding it and then being distributed to the government, it was more accessible to the people. So I was really happy about that. Oh, that's awesome. What you were able to do, though, again, just to help out and make a difference and, and, and a significant impact in the lives of people who so desperately needed your help. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's always something that's really important to me. Oh, definitely. Yeah. How, how important is it for you to run for the Puerto Rican national team? How important is that? It's very important to me uh, to be representing Puerto Rico um, in track and field. First of all, I love track and fields. It's something very close to my heart. And I love Puerto Rico. Um, that's like where my family's from. That's like, it makes me who I am today. So it's just an honor really getting to run for them. I never imagined that I would have the opportunity to continue track and field after uh, college. Yes. So the fact that I get to do that and I get to do it for my country and for people that like, make me who I like the the culture and everything about Oregon makes me who I am. Like whenever I go there and I meet different people and I meet like other like new people from the country, my teammates and stuff, it just feels like home. So it's really happy and a really um, good. I'm really happy to represent them because it's a small Island and we don't have like a lot of people that are able to represent them on the big scale. So just being able to get out there and show our country's pride and love and wear the flag is like an amazing feeling. Um, yeah, it's something like I wouldn't trade for the world, really. Well, how did that opportunity come to you? Uh, so I was in college. Um, my, freshman, my freshman year, I wasn't good. My sophomore year, I began getting better at track and field. And then it was my junior year where I really decided, okay, I'm going to put in the work to be like the best I can be. So that year, I was like really dedicated, doing everything extra in and out of uh, practice. And um, that year, I started, my time started dropping and I started uh, – running more competitively in the uh, collegiate field. 
so um it was around it was around uh like I think April I went to the Penn Relays and I was approached by um who's the the man who's now the president of our track and field federation of Puerto Rico and he told me hey like you're running really good um we want to know if you could if you we're looking out for you like we want to know if you could run with us so in the future, so just keep running well. And I remember I was like finishing, or I just finished a race. So I was like, oh, thank you. Like didn't really know what he was talking about or what was going on. But I was like, thank you so much. Like, yeah, definitely. And then, um, uh, so a couple of m- a month or two after that, I got a call and um, they called me and asked me if I would represent them in the Pan American Games. And I remember that was like a crazy moment for me. Like I, after I came on the phone, I started crying and thinking wow. God, because like I never imagined. Yeah, I never imagined like that opportunity. And that call was like what made it solidified that I would be able to run and represent them. And that kind of started my journey of running and representing them. Wow. I bet that made your parents very proud. Am I, am I right? Yeah. Yeah, they were like, yeah, it was like the best thing for them. I feel like. <laughs> It's like an honor for them, too. Oh, man. It's, a, it's a quite impressive. Now, you're a competitive athlete, and I, I know for a fact that being a competitive athlete, it's really challenging to be up to the task. What is your workout routine like when you're preparing for competition? Um, so you mean the workout, workouts leading up to or like my warm-up oh, routine? Um, leading up to, a, let's say you, you know you have a competition in the next few um, okay. months. Yes. Months. Okay. Okay. So for that, when I say that's happening, uh, it's very intense at that point. We'll do, um, my events, the 400 specifically, sometimes I do the 200. So just the workouts will like the workouts are always pretty intensive, but when like, we know that I have a competition coming up, um, it becomes me and my coach will begin like working on hitting like specific times that are like faster than normal so that we know, okay, like this is where you'll be at, or this is what you're capable of. So the workouts become like, uh, like more of like test workouts where it's like you, I'm like working to specifically run like a faster time in practice than normal so that I I could be like more prepared and more like ready, feel, feel more ready going into the competition. Cause I know, okay, I'm running, I ran fast this week or I ran fast the past couple of weeks. So like, we know like where I'm at. Hmm. Do you do any type of weight training? Yeah. So my workouts throughout the whole year, I do, um, I have like a track workout or during off season, during, um, preseason, it's like a, on a grass field. So I'll do, um, so it'll be like a running workout. And then after that, at least, uh, three to four times a week, I'll have a weight room workout after that. So it all in total, it'll be about, I'm on the track for like two hours um, minimum. And then I'm in the weight room for about two hours minimum. So that's really intense. Like it's a lot on your body, I think, but I just do have proper nutrition and make sure I have like the proper uh, sleep and stuff. So I'm ready to do it. Wow. Do you have a personal trainer who's assigned or who works with you? So my, my coach is like my main is the, my, does my track workouts. And then throughout the past years, I've had different, um, weight room coaches. So that's really, but more, that's more on my own. Like she'll, my coach will give me the workouts or whoever my, uh, weight coaches would give me the workouts. And then I kind of go do it on my own during that time. Is it hard for you to do it on your own? Yeah. Yeah. So for me, I'm, I'm really, I think I'm really good on my own. I do have that motivation, um, to just go and do everything I'm supposed to do, no matter how short or long, uh, the weight room, 
or like practice that I have to do on my own is I'm able to do it because I'm really motivated. I know, and I know what my goals are. I do also though believe that it is better to have somebody um, with you working with you through all of those um, practices. Like if I was going to advise to another person or a younger person, I would say, um, try if you can have somebody with you because for most people I think they work better when there's somebody working with you for me because I'm used to it and just like how my mindset is I could do it alone but I definitely think it's more beneficial to have someone with you hmm. okay excellent now you said something that caught my attention and I want to focus on you said mindset okay. how important mm -hmm. is the mind when competing and preparing for competition yes yes of course so I think the mindset is the most important thing. Um, we have this thing in track and field that it's 10% uh, physical and like 90% mind. Like, so your brain is like the most important thing when it comes to uh, performance, practice, competition, all of that. Uh, when it comes to practice, I feel like um, just being like, you need to have the mindset to wake up every day and be motivate and motivate yourself to get to work and to do like, and to perform to the best of your abilities. Um, especially in my sport, I feel like, and just anyone who does fitness, actually, I feel like it's definitely a mind. You need to have a strong mind because it's not easy. And like, it's a lot, it's a lot of work to accomplish whatever your physical goal may be. Um, and then when it comes to being on the track, um, if you, when, especially when it comes to preparing for a race, you need to have the right mindset. You need to be focused. You need to be attentive to, um, everything you're doing in practice, because what you do in practice is like about basically what's going to happen in the race. And for our races, we only have a minute or less, 40, 50 seconds of like 50 seconds of time to perform to our best abilities. So I feel like your mind has to be really sharp and really on point. And especially during races, if you go into the race, you need to be, your mind has to be ready. Like you need to be confident. You need to know what you can't do. Um, and you just need to be ready for that. If you go into a race and you're not confident or you think the person next to you is better than you or anything like that, you know, that's not the type of mindset to have in this sport because you never know when it's going to be your day to win or when it's your time to run a, a PR, PB. So I think the mindset is the most important thing. Um, when it, It's more important than physical, I feel like, when it comes to any type of um, athletics or physical performance. Hmm. I agree. What about visualization? Do you visualize yourself running even before you run? Uh, yes. So we do. I do do visualization. Um, what I recently learned this past year when working with a sports psychologist that was um, helping our Puerto Rico team that um, it's better to visualize like not the day, uh, um, not the day before. So what, what I do now is I'll visualize like um, a couple of days before competition, maybe uh, two or three. Then the day before competition, try not to think about it. You know, relax your mind. Don't visualize to get that refresher. And then the day of competition, when I'm like preparing, warming up, et cetera, getting ready to go to the track, I'll visualize again, like my strategy and what I want to do. And for visualization, it's always important to just like, imagine every part of your race and imagine yourself winning. You should never visualize like, coming in third or coming in second or or any errors you should always visualize the perfect race or the perfect um, competition for yourself so I think that's I think it's very important for me it's something more new in the past like two in the past like three years it was something I started doing so um, but I do think it does help hmm. awesome definitely what about nutrition how important is nutrition to you 
yes. So to me, nutrition is uh, one of like the most important things when it comes to my performance. Um, I know that for me, I have like a specific diet that I follow, um, especially when I when I'm in training season. So when I'm in off season, I allow myself to like indulge or whatever. I like feel like eating not crazy things, but anything like you know my my diet is more like loose. But um, once I start training, uh, so for most of the year, like nine months out of the year, it's like a it's like important to have a strict diet. You know, just getting the proper amount of protein, um, proper vitamins, um, proper like vegetables and stuff. I I personally stay away from too much carbs because I feel like it, I get energy from like, I can get the same carbs from my vegetables and stuff. So I'm not big on that, but I feel like it's different for everyone, um, depending on your body type and what events you run. Um, but nutrition is very important. I think that's something that all athletes, all people in um, fitness and looking to accomplish different goals should pay attention to. I think it's something people should pay more attention to as well, because a lot of times people don't have, have a, don't have the proper amount of calorie intake or they're not getting enough protein, they're not getting it fast enough after their practice or their competition. So I think it's very important. Um, yeah, which is kind of why we, we talk about a lot of um, uh, nutrition as well as like different workouts and stuff in our in my partner and I's fitness blog and fitness Instagram because um, that's the number one thing that I feel like a lot of people uh, lack or don't have knowledge about. Oh, most definitely. And you mentioned your fitness blog. Let's talk about that. What inspires you to create, and it's called the Fit Girls uh, blog, correct? Yeah. Talk, yes. about, talk about that. Yes. So um, pretty much uh, a good, my good friend and I, she's also uh, my training partner. We, um, she had this idea. She was, given, she was working for a company, and someone suggested to her having this, uh, that she should start a fitness blog or some kind of fitness thing, outreach thing. So, or something just to kind of like help um, build the brand. And um, so she was like thinking about doing it, but then she reached out to me and was like, hey, I have this idea, like, do you want to do it together? And I was, cause she knows that we kind of have like the same similar goals. So I was like, yeah, of course, definitely. So we just like put the idea together. Okay, we'll start a blog, we'll make an Instagram for it. And we'll just put out, like create different workouts, help like to give people um, the general workouts and then we also create like online um, training programs and we could also create meal plans for different people um, and but so you could either do we, what we do is what we offer where you could purchase ones through us or we have just like our blog and our uh, fitness Instagram where we give out different workouts for free and we give out nutritional tip, nutritional and wellness tips um, just for people to have and people to see I feel like it's very important and Number one thing for me that's always been um, people don't, I don't like when people don't have access to knowledge. I feel like that's what, um, I feel like that's like what limits a lot of people. So the re reason we kind of just like give it out and put it out just for anybody to see or anybody to use is because we want it to be accessible to everybody. Oh, most definitely though. And you said and it's, mm -hmm. a, and it focuses on nutrition, exercise, all sure. of that. Yeah, it's it's fitness, wellness, um, and um, and nutrition. Perfect. So we have workouts, we have different um, meals that we make, uh, smoothies, different like uh, like dietary things, like tips on like green tea, information about like turmeric. So it it includes like a lot of different stuff. Oh, 
That's a, that's amazing. Now I understand you're also a brand ambassador for Ion Performance Care. So Ion Performance Care is a personal care company crafted for athletes or anybody really in fitness. Um, what they they started off with is different salt salt baths. So you know Epsom salt, but they're more like their salt baths are natural and like organically made. Um, the three types that they have is a detox and cope. So this one's more for like, if you're like feeling a little sicker under the weather, if you do this salt bath, it'll make you feel like better. It'll make like you feel better generally, as well as um, still having that Epsom salt effect on your body. Uh, so your legs and whatever other muscles it needs. The other one that they have, which is my favorite and the one that I use mainly is recharge or recover. So this salt bath, um, it pretty much, it has like eucalyptus, ginseng, uh, creatine, nice. and um, some spearmint in it. Yeah, there's a lot of like good like natural products in all of them, but those are like my favorite ingredients in that one. And what that one does is it's perfect for like if you have a hard day and then you use that salt bath to recharge and recover. That's what it's called, recharge and recover for the next day. So it's really good for like post-workout to get ready for like a competition coming up a day or two. Or it's good for um, if you're like in the middle of the work week and you need to get ready for another hard workout that wow. you have. Yeah, and then their third salt bath is uh, is a foot. It's like a foot salt bath. So that one is mainly for um, soak your. That one's to soak your feet, and that one it like really it's only for your feet because it's it's very strong. That product, so they don't like it's recommended to mainly and only use for uh your foot but that one's really good as well like i like that one it's that one's also good and i would suggest for people that just have like foot pains in general or who are on their feet all day so whether or not you're an athlete or not um or you're yeah if you're practicing that um that foot soak is really good and that one i believe has tea tree and frankincense in it wow. so, yeah no sounds <laughs> really good as a as a professional athlete are you approached by other companies for endorsements now and then um, yeah, so for me, where I am at now, I'll, like, be approached by uh, different companies for, it's more, but, like, for me, they've actually been more, like, different, um, like, this Ion Performance Care is, like, the reason I'm, I really work with them closely is because I like that, like, theirs is mainly for athletes, and it kind of benefits me when it comes to recovery. Uh, other companies do reach out to me about being brand ambassadors, but other companies that have mainly, I have mainly like partnered with or worked with were like more for like skincare or beauty care, hair care. Yes. And stuff. I see. I mm -hmm. see. And are you very particular with who you, let's say, you know, endorse or would you endorse anyone if they had, if they came to you with the right idea or money or would you be, are you more interested in the product being true to what they say it is? Yeah, um, I'm, for me, I'm definitely more interested in the product. Like, if I if I try, a lot of times um, I'll get sent a product to try, and then after they'll talk about brand ambassadorship with me. But if I don't feel like the product will like, um, like is truly doing like what it says it does, or if I yes. don't like really agree with like the um, the values of the company, then I won't really go with it. Just because it's something that like I also be representing the company as well. So that's why that aspect is important to me. I don't just want to like, you know, represent something that like is not as like, isn't really doesn't align with like my values. Oh, most definitely because you are a brand 
and people are believing you. You know, if you say something works, they're, they're, your fans will believe that it works because you're endorsing it, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, and I do have, yeah, no, absolutely. So that's, yeah, right. That's so true. And I don't want to ever like steer anybody wrong. So, yeah. Yes. How important is faith to you when it comes to what you're doing in life? How important it is to, mm-hmm. you know, your spiritual life? Tell me about that. Yeah. So um, my faith in spiritual life is probably like the biggest for me right now today is like the biggest driving force in everything I do. Um, I don't know where I would be without my faith. And um, I'm like a very uh, spiritual person. Um, Like I believe in God and I guess I, I I kind of am new. I grew up as a Catholic and um, in my college years, I kind of like went more towards Christianity. But for me, like even putting like the names and terms on it, I'm not really like, too much into I'm more just like like to say like I believe in God because I don't I'm new in Christianity so I don't want to be like oh I'm a Christian and I don't really like follow all like their like their um customs or what they do so for but for me I I do have a very close relationship with God um like I talk to him every day and I and my faith is like the driving force I feel like because of the position I am and the career I've chosen which is track and field as many people know it's not a very like it's not a very um like not everybody would choose that. Like it's not, uh, we don't have like a lot of people that do this sport. We don't make a lot of money. Like it's not like a very high sport. So I, it's not a very yes. high paying sport unless you're at the top, top. So just, I feel like with that, my faith is what uh, like kind of keeps me going and pushes me because I know that God, like, like Puerto Rico didn't approach me for no reason. I know that God has like a plan for me in this sport. And I know I'm very talented and I'm fortunate enough to be in a position where I can continue the sport. So my faith is pretty much my backbone um, when it comes to track and field. I feel like track and field is what um, allowed me to grow in my own faith and develop it. And it's what kind of like brought me towards God and like wanting to learn more about him and know more about him because he's blessed me in many ways, especially in the sport of track and field that, and I've had a lot of opportunities that I don't feel like a lot of people have like, a lot of people get. So I do feel like it's for a purpose. So I always like um, ground myself in my faith because um, I know that like, I know that there's like a plan and a reason for everything. And I kind of just want to make sure that I stay like grounded yeah. and um, yeah. And just pretty much God has like been the number one. Like he, he's done so much for me every, every single year. And since I've been, especially since I've like been doing track and field, I've been more cognizant of all he's been doing for me. And, and in the sport and outside of it as well. Wow, very well said, very beautifully put. I get it, 100%. That is so beautiful. Are you currently preparing for a competition? No, so right now I'm in off-season. So I'm just like resting my body. Um, Here and there I'll go on the bike and do abs and stuff, but I'm just resting to get ready for uh, preseason. Okay, so what is the season? Give me an idea of what months are your seasons. Okay, so the way it works is um, right now it's off season because there's no like big competitions going on. Then um, preseason will start for me uh, between like, around October. That's when I'll get back into um, more longer training. And then we start racing and competitions begin in around January. And then they go throughout. Uh, this year, the world championships is pushed back a little later. So normally it's in like August. 
But this year, because of uh, its location, it's being pushed back to, I think, end of September, beginning of October. So that means for me and all the other track and field athletes, we have a longer season. So it has to be really strategic when we're working with our coaches in terms of how to um, prepare ourselves for that big competition that's going to be now later. So either racing will start in January, but it might start in like February, March, a little bit later than normal because our season goes a little longer. And then we'll race up until October. Wow. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Not every weekend, but it'll be like at least twice a month about probably. Okay. What is, what's next on Paris Garcia's bucket list? Oh, my bucket list. Mm. Uh, I really, I really need, I really, my main goal is to make world champs. That's like, I need to, <laughs> I have to. Um, prior to that, there's a couple other competitions I'm looking forward towards, but if you had to say bucket list, that's what crossed my mind. Okay. And I understand the Olympics is in 2020, correct? Yes. That's after this year. Yes. And that's also on your bucket list? Yes, absolutely. Definitely. Um, that's like the biggest competition. That's what I've been working forward, working towards for the past like five. I mean, for for the past two years and the next two years. So, yeah, that's definitely number one. Wow, amazing! Now, is there anything else you'd like to share with my listeners about Paris Garcia? Um, no, maybe the only thing that I would share is that um, the I feel like this is kind of like a theme right now, but everybody like to just the thing that I would share is for everybody to like just like work hard and focus on your dreams and if you don't know what you want to do um don't let that like stop you from or or make you fearful about like your future just kind of like be patient with yourself and with the world around you and I think once you learn to like I think everybody should like appreciate what they're given because through that appreciation you'll be able to see what you're supposed to be doing or what you're like calling or what you're meant to do in life that's it such wisdom from the 23 year old <laughs> thanks that is beautiful <laughs> paris garcia on behalf of body scope of new york and six weeks to fitness i truly want to thank you for coming on my show thank you so much for having me i really appreciate it and i can't wait to hear it and to my listeners i truly hope this program has been informative encouraging and inspiring and that you will continue tuning in to our Six Weeks of Fitness podcast. And if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for the show, please leave them on my Six Weeks of Fitness blog at www.sixweeksoffitness.com or email me at vince at sixweeks.com. Take care. Bye-bye.